Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Beyond Markets podcast. My name is Helen Freer, and on today's podcast, I'm looking forward to speaking to Luca Menozzi, who's an analyst in our Next Generation research team. And we're going to be talking today about artificial intelligence. Hi, Luca. Thanks for joining me today. Hello, Helen. So there is a lot of talk about artificial intelligence or AI at the moment. Can I start by just asking you, for anyone who isn't quite sure, what exactly are we referring to with the term AI? Sure. Um, So with artificial intelligence, uh, we define the effort to automate intellectual tasks that are normally performed by humans. AI is a field of computer science that started to develop in the 50s and is dedicated to solving cognitive problems that are commonly associated with human intelligence. Back in the days, AI was reliant on a predefined rule set, which basically said that if X happens, then Y happens. Today, AI has evolved, and it has evolved into different subsets, which are called machine learning and deep learning. These subsets use statistical models and more complex algorithms called artificial neural network to mimic the functioning of the brain, and they generally improve the more data they are given. So ultimately, the goal of AI is to make machines smarter and to improve their efficiency. So what impact do you think it's going to have on our society overall? So according to a research from PwC, AI is going to add almost 16 trillion US dollar and contribute to by 14% in the increase in global GDP by 2030. This is roughly 1% per year. This is possible as AI will lead to uh, productivity gains uh, through business process automation, as well as higher consumer demand, which is a result of higher quality AI power products and services. From a corporate perspective, I think there are many potential benefits in adopting AI. Corporate force can expand their revenue base by adding AI solutions to existing products, thus improving their functionalities and uh, demanding for a higher price. Or they can create new products and services, thus expanding the addressable market. The second point is that AI can be used to cut costs by increasing efficiency of existing processes and by boosting productivity of both humans and machines. And finally, AI solutions in conjunction with proprietary data uh, give more insight on market opportunities and allow to boost returns on capital. Also, it allows to create and to sustain competitive advantages. It sounds like this is going to be pretty useful from a consumer's point of view and should improve our lives, I guess. But should we also be concerned about artificial intelligence removing the need for certain jobs? For sure, that is a risk. Um, AI and generative language models have the potential to disrupt many jobs, and in particular, uh, white-collar and middle-income jobs. 
and they can also be a source of rising inequalities. But while many jobs will be disrupted, many others will be created, and the net result should still be positive. And this is according to a previous assessment made by the World Economic Forum. So going forward, I believe that the biggest challenges uh, will be to retrain those workers that lost their job and got disrupted, which is a process that might take time and need large investments from both corporates and governments. On the positive side, AI will allow us to improve productivity, which means that for the same amount of workers, we should produce more. Okay, so as always, it's about adapting then to the new situation. And as you said, retraining will be important for people whose jobs become redundant. And is there anything that you think might stop or hinder the growth of AI? Sure, there are many other risks. So the reputational and regulatory risk associated with misinformation and the harmful use of AI is potentially the most material risk for uh, AI companies. So AI and natural languages models are prone to making errors and generate misinformation as they are based on information which is collected on the internet and we all know how the internet is not 100% reliable. Also, they could be used in many harmful ways. For example, you could use AI to generate images, videos or voice messages to discredit a public figure or distort real events. AI also could be used to produce identifiable photos of real people, potentially threatening their privacy. And the fact that AI models might have been trained using copyright work by artists raises the risk of intellectual property infringements. All these challenges will need to be overcome and regulation will most likely need to step in at a certain point. Okay, and let's talk specifically about ChatGPT now, which I've been hearing a lot about recently. What exactly is ChatGPT first? So ChatGPT stands for Chat Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. This is a chatbot or a software application with which humans can have a conversation in an automatic fashion. In a nutshell, ChatGPT generates text answers to users' questions and queries, and does so in a human-like fashion. This ability to generate content in a human-like fashion is what astonished users and what distinguished it from other AI tools which were mostly used to make predictions based on our behaviors. ChatGPT was built on an AI natural language model that was trained on a large dataset of text from the internet and includes 175 billion parameters. And what do you mean by natural language model? A natural language model is an AI model that tries to understand the human languages and also try to create language and text. Yes, so I've heard uh, ChatGPT can answer all sorts of questions and even do things like generate poems. Do you think it's going to disrupt the online search market? So my direct answer is no. I don't expect ChatGPT to disrupt the search market and I don't expect to see large shifts in market shares. 
That said, it's likely that we are going to see higher competition, which could put pressure on margins. The reasons why I don't expect large shifts in market shares are the following. First, behavioral shifts are needed to migrate to a new search engine, not least because Google has a distribution advantage. Indeed, Google is the default search engine for Android and iOS devices. Second, ChatGPT is good at answering open searches with low monetization potential. Currently, Google only monetizes a fraction of the total searches, and this space is not going to see competition or it's going to see limited competition from ChatGPT. Furthermore, searches powered by natural language models need to be hosted in servers which are equipped with uh, advanced technology, which are extremely costly to run. This means that the unit cost of natural language model searches will be higher than the one for traditional model. So the ultimate bill for search engines company could increase in the order of tens of billions of dollars if all these searches were powered by AI. And also, isn't Google still considered the leader in AI? Yes, Google is still considered the leader in AI and has already announced the integration of a similar chatbot into its search engine. This means that the opportunity window for Microsoft to gain market share is limited. Finally, Google has the best search algorithm and the best data, which currently translate into the search result. We see no reason why this shouldn't continue to hold true when it is combined with generative AI technology. For this reason, we ultimately see Google as the quality player in the search market. And what sectors do you think are likely to benefit from more widespread use of ChatGPT? Well, there are many other sectors that might benefit from higher demand for AI solutions, starting with software. So for software companies, AI is an opportunity as much as a threat. The key to succeed is to own proprietary data that can be used to fine-tune AI models and provide better products to customers, thus justifying price increases for premium products. While a revenue opportunity for some, AI capabilities could be a potential source of disruption and higher competition for others. For example, Microsoft will launch Microsoft Designer, which is a software that will compete with Adobe, who is another adopter of AI solutions. Then we have the semiconductor companies. Growth in AI creates tremendous demand for uh, semiconductors, both for computing, memory, and AI-specific chips. AI-specific chips are expected to reach almost $80 billion in revenues by 2025, and this is from just over $10 billion in 2021. Higher demand will not only benefit chip designer, but the whole value chain, starting from foundries, which are the semiconductor manufacturing plants, semiconductor manufacturing equipment companies that basically provide a machine to produce chips, and finally, electronics design automation companies that provide the software that are used by chip designers to create advanced semiconductors. And what about cloud computing companies? Yes, cloud computing companies are set to capture a significant portion of the value created in the generative AI market. 
cloud providers have a few monetization opportunities. First of all, they provide the computing power and infrastructure to train AI models. And on top of that, they can offer foundational AI system to the developers. Finally, once trained, AI servers are used to run high computational models like ChatGPT. I also want to ask you about the metaverse. There are a lot of conversations going on about this as well. What does this have to do with AI? To what extent are these two things linked? Well, I think they are uh, comparable simply because the hype about ChatGPT reminds more of the same excitement of the metaverse back in 2021. That said, I believe there are many differences between the two. Indeed, the metaverse is a distant concept that depends on technologies which are not available yet and also depends on the potential penetration of VR and AR headsets, which is still not the case. On the other hand, AI already has uh, available products that can be used today and which will have a material impact in the short term. For this reason, we believe that the excitement around AI uh, will not be as uh, short-lived as the excitement around the metaverse. For investors who believe in the AI theme then, how can they get exposure to it? Well, there are three ways to invest in AI. First, you can invest in AI enablers and adopters. Uh, these are companies, mostly software companies, that will either develop AI solutions themselves or potentially offer them as a service to end users. Then you can invest in cloud computing companies. These AI software will increasingly run in the cloud as uh, it gives its user wider accessibility, allows for lower operating costs and provides cutting edge technologies that would otherwise require excessive capital expenditures. And finally, the companies that operate within the semiconductor value chain will definitely benefit from AI. Great. Thanks very much, Luca, for your time today. It's been really interesting. Thanks for having me, Helen. And with that, we conclude this edition of the Beyond Markets podcast. Thanks again to Luca, my guest today, and thank you all for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this conversation and that you will join us again soon. Bye for now. Get ready for the day ahead. Moving Markets is a daily market news briefing from Julius Baer's leading experts. You'll hear all about the latest ups and downs across asset classes, the underlying drivers, and our thoughts on where markets are heading. Search for Moving Markets on your favourite podcast player. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. 
The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.